Guys, our next guest is one of the most legendary and iconic fighters in MMA. He captured the UFC middleweight belt and also our imagination as he entered the matrix and delivered some of the craziest knockouts in history. He now takes on Tito Ortiz at the Triller Fight Club on September 11th at the Staples Center in LA. Anderson, the Spider Silver, welcome for the first time to Submission Radio. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for everybody watching us. And thank you for the time. Thanks for opportunity, too. The pleasure <laughs> is all ours, man. What an honor. So before we talk about this Tito fight, uh, help us understand how we even got there. You obviously came uh, off the great win over uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. back in June. Uh, and then the talk soon afterwards that you may be facing Logan Paul next. Now you got Tito. Why exactly didn't the Logan Paul fight come together, Anderson? Well, you know, that everything is possible, you know. Is there a lot of people talking about uh, this fight with Logan. And um, I think it's, it's good, you know, because Logan is a very good guy. He's a very uh, uh, entertaining, you know. He's smart. And uh, Paul Brothers is a very good guy, you know. He's a very smart guy and doing something good for us, you know. Is an entertaining show, and we'll see. You know, uh, everything is possible. You know, is this is the everybody like to say? Oh, I fight with Logan Paul, Odo, Jake Paul, blah blah blah. I mean, I train hard every day, and I'm training to challenge myself. And this fight coming, I accept and I go enjoy. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, man, um, how did Tito even come into the picture? I mean, was he someone that uh, you wanted to fight? Was he someone that was sort of a person that you were hoping to possibly fight in your MMA career and you didn't get a chance to, so now we're here? How did you end up fighting him now? Uh, I mean, I I don't, I don't think I have uh, somebody else. I like to fight, you know, I think everything is possible. I just waiting for the, the new opportunity. My focus now is just for Tito Ortiz and uh, waiting for the next challenge, you know. And um, that's why come to me and in a good moment, you know, I'm in a home, I train and I, the fight club call me and say, hey, what's up, partner? You ready for that? <laughs> I say, I mean, yeah, it's a good fight. It's a very interesting, you know, and it's a good entertaining because Chito is a, is a big name. I have a good name, too. And especially here in L.A., I never fight here in my city right now. And um, I'm very excited. You know, it's my first fight here in L.A. It's the first fight I fought here and to my 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 fans in here in LA, you know, I'm very exciting, mm -hmm. you know, in my dream to fight in a uh, Staples Center too. Yeah, I know. How, how crazy is that in the Staples Center? This is the thing, you and Tito, uh, you're both icons of MMA, you're both champions uh, and both legends, and neither one is kind of trying to build a name off of each other. 
are, are these the kind of fights that you would have sort of rather to have at the end of your UFC run, you know, fighting a fellow legend? The UFC never does these legend versus legend fights. I, I mean, they're doing Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz, but it's very rare that they do legends and legends. Would you have rather to fight legends at the end of your UFC run instead of these young and up and, up and coming guys like, say, Uriah Hall, Jared Cannonier, and Israel Adesanya, who are obviously trying to make a, a name for themselves off of you? Well, it's a different uh, game, it's a different sport. UFC is a different uh, uh, game, you know. It's, you, in UFC, you have the different fighters for different levels, you know. And, uh, yeah, every single oh, fighter in UFC have a, your your personal time. And uh, when this time passes, you need out. You need out because the game has changed. The, for fight in UFC, the same level, Calunier in um, uh, Israel Adesanya and the other guys, it's, it's, it's insane, you know? You can fight, I can fight, yes, but it's different. It's different level, it's different time, you know? And I think the guys have a good time right now and uh, the guys need to enjoy this game and take everything possible. And when you pass your time, you stay ready for the next challenge and the next level in your personal life, you know? Mm. And you had so many great moments in your UFC run. Um, I want to talk about those in a second. But before I do, uh, when you think back to being in bo- to your run in the UFC and now being in boxing, does a part of you kind of wish that you went to boxing earlier? I know you always spoke about wanting to fight like Roy Jones Jr. in a boxing match back in the day. But now that you're in boxing now, do you kind of wish you'd made the crossover earlier, maybe even earlier in your career? Well, I... I- practicing boxing for many many years you know i'm i'm fight amateur boxing in brazil i fight professional two times in brazil of course not the same level i fight with julio cesar chavez jr you know but uh boxing in stay with me in my entire life you know and of course i take the great opportunity uh, in the past and enjoy and continue working hard of course, I'm in the different level right now. Probably I fight only boxing, but I think I take the good decision for fight Muay Thai and fight MMA. You know, uh, as in like you, you're happy with your decision that you did Muay Thai and then MMA and now boxing. That's yeah. What you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the uh what was it like switching up your training by the way? Because I always wondered how much boxing you did in the preparation for your UFC fights anyway. And well, obviously with you and being a natural yeah, striker. You know, yeah, boxing is different, very different. You know, you, you need to understand the the concept and the technique and the, the position for your legs, your arms, you know, and it's a very interesting. I love boxing. Yeah, it's interesting because just this past weekend, we saw Tyron Woodley make his jump over to boxing. And we saw that it wasn't maybe the easiest transition for Tyron to make from MMA. Um, how, how, how big, like, how much of a difference is it for you in terms of actually going into the gym and conditioning your body for uh, being able to go all those rounds and being able I to mean, strike? For me, it's not big different because I training a lot. I training for many years. But it's interesting because every single day I learn something new one with uh, little Nico, with my friend Eliezer, with my son Gabriel, with my coach Doria, uh, coach Nico, and uh, the son for coach Doria is helping a lot, Luis Carlos. 
is a very uh, amazing coach and boxer too, you know, and the, these people help me a lot. Let me ask you though, uh, you know, with this fight, people looking at obviously yourself uh, with all your legendary knockouts and, and amazing moments in the UFC, and then Tito, obviously a guy who's known for his wrestling and not so much his striking. What do you think of Tito's striking? What kind of challenge do you think he'll bring to you? Well, you know, it's fight is fight. When you go inside the ring, go inside the cage, you need to prepare for war. And that's I do. That's I working hard and I try to do my best, you know. What what kind of challenges do you think he brings to you in, in the striking realm? Obviously Tito's incredibly tough. He's he's obviously well, big. Wow, it's a it's a good challenge, you know, it's a good challenge. Uh Chito is a legend, you know, he's a very good uh striking and of course his boxing is different, but it's a good challenge, you know, and it's a good uh experience for me and a good challenge for myself, you know, for check it out how much everything I learned with my coach work in the day, you know. Anderson, I was going to ask you, why is uh, 195 pounds uh, an important weight for you for this fight? Why did you decide to do it at 195 pounds? And do you have any hesitation uh, that Tito might not be able to make that weight? Because he's actually quite a big guy. I know it was well, a bit of a struggle for him to make You know, I just, I, I normally I, I walk in and uh, 199, 190, you know, and uh, that's the the weight. The uh, I think is good for 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 this fight, you know, because I'm not a big guy, I'm not heavy guy, you know, and I it not make sense for me fight uh, in the, with the big guys, you know, and uh, of course I I fight, but it's not it's not make sense, you know, and that's the decision my coach say. That's the weight you need to uh, propose for the, the promoters. And that's the way. Don't do nothing stupid because it's not time for doing nothing stupid. You need you, you don't need to prove nothing for nobody. Just working hard and training hard and stay in a good weight for you. And that's I accept the, the, the fight in uh, the weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, do you have any concerns about Tito making the weight? Because obviously he hasn't he hasn't weighed below well, one ninety nine. you know, I, I, I can't I can't talking about that because that's not my my side. You know, is mm-hmm. the Tito side. I just signed a contract. Is a in uh put on in everything in contract is one eighty five. You make your weight. You're done. Let's do it. You know, that's the. That's the, 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 the rules. That's the, the game, you know? If for whatever reason he wasn't able to make weight, would you still fight him? Would, would the fight still continue? I mean, I don't know. That's not a question for, for me. That's the good question for my coach, you know? And uh, I just, I try to work hard and keep my focus for my side. And we'll see. I was going to go back for a sec, Anderson, to your incredible UFC career, because I know we have a lot of fans watching this across the world, and especially in Australia and New Zealand, who have so many great moments that you gave them all through your UFC run and your incredible MMA career. Uh, Me and Casper were there for UFC 200 when you came in and you kind of saved the card and you fought Daniel Cormier on a last minute's notice. And I remember that really that was a huge moment for a lot of fans and it was just surreal to see that for but me what, too yeah well i was gonna say dude like what what was what's one of your favorite moments out of you when you think back to that chapter of your career what what's one of your favorite moments that stands out to you 
of the favorite moments in my career in the UFC. Wow, I have a lot. You know, my mm-hmm. first my first fight with Heath Franklin is amazing. You know, my first fight with uh, Chael, uh, my fight with Dan Henderson. You know, and um, yeah, I have the different fights in uh, the different great moments inside the UFC. What about the Vito Belfort uh, front kick? I mean, that's that's the the image alone yeah, is so that's, iconic. Yeah, that's, that's magic moment for me. You know, it's not for me for every single fan uh, and every single person love you see uh, love this fight. You know, and um, that's staying uh, for the story. You know, the the front kick, the spider kick is staying the story. You know. Mm. I know that you've, you sort of spoke about how when you go in the octagon, I know, I know obviously, you know, UFC run is done, but when you uh, go to fight, you try and kind of, uh, you, you kind of try and almost bend what's possible, right? You, you try and kind of do like new things. Was there ever anything that you did in the octagon that surprised even yourself? Like when you looked back on it, you were like, oh man, like I, I can't believe that worked. Well, you know, I, I have my fight with... Uh, Tony Franklin in um, Cage Rage, mm-hmm. bro, is insane because I watch in the On Back movie and uh, I watch in the Tony Jaw in the movements that Tony Jaw and the On Back in the first movie. And I say, whoa, I love this man. You know, I love the movement this guy do it. And I, I remember I take the, the pill in my home and, t- and I, I ask to my wife, hold. And I say, I go doing this elbow. And I say, okay, stop it, stop it. Go sleep. And, uh, and uh, the day in the fight, when I go to the fight, I'm in the room with my coach and I say, you know what? I go using this elbow, coach. What do you think? I remember my coach and my partner in, in the same room and say, come on, man, go sleep. You're tired. <laughs> stop. You know, in the moment in the fight, mm-hmm. I saw Tony freaking stop in the front of me. And I drop the punch and I move and I using the elbow. Bro, it's insane. That's the magic moment, you know. And uh, when I look at today, I say, wow, I don't believe I, I do that. You know, I, that's crazy, you know. But it's, you know, when you're training hard every day and when you prepare your mind for challenging yourself, you don't try to prove nothing for anybody. You can do something special, you know, and that's I'm, I'm, you know, I say thank you God every day, and I continue working hard, you know, for make magic moments in my life. Yeah, that Tony Franklin, uh, that that up elbow, that was crazy. So you're saying you didn't practice that that move before, or did you do it a little bit in in, in the gym? Or are you saying the first time you you tried it was from uh, Ong Bak with Tony Ja? Yeah, it's the first, the first time. Wow. Just, Unbelievable. Sorry, just quickly before you go, Dennis, I wanted to ask, you said something interesting. You said like when you go into fight and you don't look to prove anything to anybody else, that's kind of, uh, you know, when the magic happens. Is that your mentality? Like when you go into fight Tito, are you looking yeah, to prove absolutely. anything to anybody or is you know, it just for you? You know, it's just, I, in, in my side, that's my, that's I do for, uh, for my entire life inside the sport, the combat sport. I never try to prove nothing for anybody, you know. I try to enjoy the moment, you know. And uh, when I go inside 
the cage or inside the ring, I try to enjoy. I try to make something special for myself and prove how much I love my job, how much I love to stay inside the ring and do my job and and take advantage of the moment, you know. And um, that's, I think, the success will come, you know, when you... When you enjoy the moment, when you're working hard every day, when you wake up in the morning and, and put your knees in the ground and say, thank you, God, for everything. And let's go do it one more time, one more day and give the power for continue doing my job and continue inspiring people. You know, that's that's my 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 side That's I put in my mind. That's I use it for uh, my life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think people obviously love you for your knockouts and for the incredible legacy that you have. But also I think people love you for the fact that you were able to overcome such crazy adversity in your career. I mean, the broken leg and being able to come back and compete and it's 2021 and you've got this new career in boxing that's about to start. I mean, we see, for example, Conor McGregor is trying to come back from a very similar injury. And although he's looking good physically, you know, it looks like a very tough process to return. I'm wondering, like, when you were coming back from that broken leg, mentally, did you have to go through a process where you had to convince yourself you would be the same? And what would be, like, your advice, for example, to a Conor McGregor who's sort of going through a similar process right now? Wow, it's tough. When you're training at uh, this level, it's very tough. You know, when you when you prepare your, your mind, your body for a fight in this level, the same level I fought for many years, the same level Conor fight, the same level... Uh, um, the guys fighting Weidman, you know, it, it, it's tough. You know, it's, everything is possible. Everything is because it's a fight. You know, it's not. It's not. You don't go to to joke inside this 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 game. You know, you go to 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 war. And it, 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 everything is possible. You know. How do you? How are you able to sort of convince yourself? And uh, you know, what was harder for you—the physical uh, recovery or the mental recovery? Because I imagine the toughest part wow, would be convincing both. yourself. Yeah, both. It's tough. Both. You know, your mind—you need to stay ready and connect to 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 your heart. You know, to you make uh, more power to continue uh, uh, challenge yourself and prove how much you love your job and how much you can continue to do this when you have the same accident I have, the same wide one, the same uh, corner, you know, mentally is uh, very important. Yeah, and then like when I when I when you see Conor McGregor tweeting and you know he's he's arguing with Bisping and Daniel Cormier and stuff and you you, you got to feel for him. You feel like he's he he can't be doing what he loves to be doing right now, which is obviously fighting. He's on the sidelines, and I imagine you have those thoughts of like you know will I ever be the same? And maybe that's why we're seeing all these you know crazy tweets and arguments. What would be your advice to Conor while he's in this recovery process, probably wondering if he's ever going to be the same again? Well, I think. Is uh, for Connor right now is uh, take time and continue work, continue uh, uh, doing the physiotherapy, continue uh, work upper body and stay mind outside the, the the fight game. You know, just uh, uh, keep the focus and you recover. You know, and don't don't think about 
you go fight tomorrow or in six months. Just recover your body. Stay uh, uh, ready for prepare your mind for when you're back, you're back strong, you're back better than other, you know. Mm. Before we get off uh, the UFC, Anderson, I just want to quickly get your thoughts on uh, one of your other friends, Israel Adesanya, who you fought here in Melbourne in a classic fight. I'm wondering, man, now that you're out of the UFC and he's obviously the champion, who do you think is going to be one of his sort of biggest challenges that he hasn't fought yet? Because it's an interesting situation that he's in. You know, he's been able to beat some of the toughest guys in the division. Wow. But we've let got Robert tell- Whitaker and Darren Till and stuff in the motion as well. I mean, let me tell you something uh, very important. You know, Israel is a, is a the big champion. He's a, have a lot of experience in kickboxing. And um, I, don't, I don't see anybody can win and challenge uh, uh, Israel in your weight class, you know, probably in different weight class, but in 185, I don't think so. Mm. He's been so dominant. How do you think the Robert Whitaker rematch plays out when Robert and Israel fight? Wow. You know, it's a different game, but I think Israel is, is, is a, is a top, the game right now, you know, it is it, it's, it's hard to, to talk about, you know, because it's always this proof for anybody why is the champion in this weight class. It's a very hard to stay in this weight class, uh, fighting in a, in a good uh, uh, level, you know. It, it, I, I know because I, I'm there for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, but it's tough. It's very mm. tough. That's right, Anderson. It's tough. But you know what else is tough? Having to give up conventional cereal because it's full of sugar and carbs. Say no more, though, because life is different. Thanks, Cass, to Magic Spoon. Have a look at this. I have one of my favorite cereals here right now. Mmm. This thing's unbelievable, man. When I was a kid, I loved nothing more than waking up in the morning, eating my favorite cereal, and going to school, going to university. But I couldn't do it anymore because it's full of sugar and carbs, Cass. I mean, it's impossible to stay in shape with these conventional cereals that put so much sugar and carbs into your body that you can't go out onto the beach in the summer. Yeah, man, that's right. Just like you had to give up all the conventional cereals, even though they were delicious, that was in the past. That was a childhood thing of mine. As an adult, someone who's trying to look good, as you said, look good in summer, I just couldn't do it. But in comes Magic Spoon. Now, each serving comes with zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, only 140 calories. How crazy is that? You've got all these great best-selling flavors in the variety pack. You got cocoa, you got fruity, you got frosted, you got peanut butter. Very similar to your childhood cereals, minus the sugar. They've also got other great flavors, such as cookies and cream, maple waffle, cinnamon, and blueberry. How fun is that? Now, you can look good and eat delicious cereal, minus all the sugar. Uh, It's keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's grain-free, it's soy-free, and it's low-carb. What's better than that? And the good friends at Magic Spoon are giving you a discount. Grab a variety pack and use the promo code SUBMISSION at the checkout to get five bucks off, or go to magicspoon.com forward slash submission. They're also so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, 
for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Click the link below. Use the code submission for five bucks off or go to magicspoon.com slash submission to save $5 today. Now, while we're, while we're talking about a particular goat in Magic Spoon and Cereal, we've got to talk to you about another goat real quick. And we're obviously talking to Anderson Silver, so it's goat season right now. The <laughs> goats of ball trimming, and that is, of course, Manscaped with Lawnmower 4.0, the official sponsor also of the UFC and little old Submission Radio. So get your black belt in ball shaving this summer and or spring, where you wherever you are in the world, with the Performance Package 4.0. It's here to completely upgrade your male hygiene routine. With the four, Performance Package 4.0, you get the lawnmower. 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and two free gifts, which are the box of briefs and the shed travel bag. Don't shave your beans and have them looking as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight. Use the Manscaped <laughs> Lawnmower 4.0 with the Skin Safe technology so you never have to cut yourself again. The 7,000 RPM of power, the 4,000 K LED light. It's got everything. This one has a travel lock. You just can't go wrong, can you, Dennis? Nah, man, you can't. And with the code word submission, you get an extra 20% off and free shipping to anywhere in Australia or anywhere that you're listening right now. So jump on it right now and change your life with Manscaped and the code word submission today. But Anderson, I've got to ask you, man, before we let you go, what did you think of Jake Paul's boxing? And what did you think of Tyron Woodley crossing over to boxing in his first wow, boxing? You guys make a good job. You know, Tyron would make a good job. I think the Paul, uh, Logan doing the hard job and working hard. And um, let me tell you something important. Mm -hmm. You know, the 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 Paul's brothers make the new opportunity for people thinking about the entertaining is not about prove nothing for anybody. It's just putting two big names inside the ring and doing the big show. You know, and of course you have uh, the thought. The talk show, you know, uh, uh, Logan talk a lot, you know, your brother talk a lot, but this is is entertaining. This is good because in uh, in the final day, when you see the life for these two kids, it's a good guys, you know, it's not bad people. It's just try to bring for every single person, especially your fans and in a YouTube and in a Instagram and everything, more entertaining, you know. And I I respect both, and uh, I think the fight is very interesting. A lot of people talk Tyre would win, and a lot of people talk, oh no, uh, Tyre would lose. And but fighters fight, you know. You can control inside the ring, but outside you can control nothing. You can control the judge. You can control the people. Uh, 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 talk, you know, you can control your body and your mind inside the ring. What did you think of Jake Paul's uh, boxing ability and the, what we saw from him in the fight? Did you see improvements and were you impressed with what he was able to do? Well, the guy's working hard. The guys uh, make the job hard, you know, and uh, I think it's important to people uh, fight with this both guys working hard working hard take take the training very serious because the kids prove is not a joke you know the kids not not go inside the the ring for joke you know and everybody see that you know 
Mm. I was going to ask you, do you think that Tyron deserves the rematch with Jake? They had the fight. It obviously went Jake's way. Do you think uh, Tyron deserves the rematch? Oh, I think it's a good. A lot of people like to see the rematch, you know, but I, I mean, the kid's working a lot. You know, a lot of people, the people don't imagine how much pressure these kids have, especially right now, the kids prove everything is possible, you know, in this entertaining game, you know, and I think right now the kids they need to rest, they need to relax, and when you're back, just take the the good opportunity and fight, you know, that's my opinion. At the end of the fight, we know Brian Campbell brought you up to Jake as a potential next opponent. I'm wondering, man, like if everything goes to plan against Tito, do you have a preference over which brother you could potentially fight, Logan or Jake? Or is it, and also, do you think that with a win over Tito, maybe that's what we see next? Well, I don't know. My focus right now is only in this fight with Tito and OC. You know, I doing the step by step, you know, and, um, Let's go see the last challenge. But right now, is my focus is only in this fight for Cheeto Chiefs. And after that, I can see the what's next and the next challenge in my, my life, in my, in my side, you know. Mm. I just want to have one more thing that I want to bring up about those guys. And that is, and you mentioned it earlier, but I just want to get your thoughts on it one more time just to get a little bit deeper into it. What they're doing for fighter pay. We saw the fighter pay come out just the other day. Jake Paul donated a million dollars of his purse to a bunch of people on the card so they could make more money. They're bringing more attention to the sport. What do you think about what they're doing and bringing attention to fighter pay and also making sure that guys get paid? Guys like Tyron Woodley, who potentially make the biggest paydays of their life when they're fighting against these guys. Well, you know, it's a different sport. It's a different game, you know. There's the... Is the Everything is bright new one, you know, that's the the new entertaining, you know, and the people like to see and the people pay the fighters for make the show. That's the big show that people doing for the fans, you know, and when you make the good show, of course, you have a good pay game, you know, pay check. And that's that's I think the 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 post brothers uh doing right now you know and i uh, give the opportunity for uh, uh everybody think about that you know mm-hmm. and that's the uh, uh i think is a uh, the new entertaining come and uh, a lot of people need to understand that you know and by the way this a matter happened this is an entertaining game mm-hmm. it's not boxing the same level the professional, amazing, and great boxers doing. You know, that's a different level. That's not hunking. You don't have hunking. You don't have a title belt. You know, it's only for entertaining, you know. And um, that's the different sport. That's the different level. It's boxing, but it's the different level. It's not the same level for Canelo or Triple G or uh, Pacquiao. You know, is a is a different. It's a different. It's completely different. You know, the people need you to understand that. Mm. Yeah, and last last question for me, Anderson. And obviously, you're fighting Tito. You've got that incredible win um, that just happened. What is your goal in boxing? Obviously, you mentioned there's the entertainment, 
But also, I know all of you MMA fans, they want to see Anderson Silva with that boxing title around his waist. Is the goal to eventually try to get that belt, or are you just looking to have a bit of fun in boxing? Well, everything is possible, you know. That's I say, you know, I, I everything is possible. I, I love challenge myself. But right now, my focus is Tito Chiefs, you know. In uh, um, September 11th, we'll see and what is the next step and what is the next challenge. Well, there you go, guys. Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz at Triller Fight Club, September 11th. It's going to be September 12th here in Australia and New Zealand due to the time difference. You've also got Oscar Del Hoy versus Vitor Belfort. You can watch it at trillerfightclub.com. Follow the man at Anderson, sorry, at Spider Anderson Silva. Anderson, <clears throat> what an honor, man. Thank you so much for taking the time with us and good Thank luck in the fight, friend. man. The best of luck. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Australia. I love you guys. Thanks so much. Lots of love. Thanks, Anderson. Bye.